He's not a real person? Who, Condor Man? Yes, Condor Man. No, Russ, uh, comic book characters aren't real people. Not as a rule, anyway. I mean, uh, Donald Duck, for example. He's not a real duck. Just a drawing. Hmm. Interesting. Hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. This is Wait, You Haven't Seen. It's a show where we talk about movies and specifically, we talk about a movie at least one of us has never seen before. I'm your host, Travis, aka TV's Travis. This is episode number 249. And our movie this week from 1981 is Condor Man. And joining me because she had seen it and could not believe that I had not, it's Amy Frost. Amy, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I So I've, I've brought you a lot of quality yes. material. I brought you Amelie, which is just just the best. I mm-hmm. I brought you Paprika, which is a surrealist nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. I brought you Run Fat Boy Run, which is a surprisingly charming film. This mm-hmm. is none yeah. of those things. No. No, it is not, but I'm just gonna say right up front, while it is none of those things, and I would not classify this as a quote good movie, I loved it. I had Here we go. So, so much it, fun. It it has like a 27 or something on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has uh-huh. like 4.7 stars on iTunes. So I feel like that is a pretty good assessment of this film. Like, okay, so we'll get, I want to get into like what I think of this and, and all that kind of stuff. But first, I want your history with Condor Man. When did you first see this? How did okay. you first see this? This is a great story. Excellent. So growing up, I was a musical theater kid. Mm-hmm. That's it should be a surprise to literally no one. Um, right. And when you are a musical theater kid, at some point you choose a show that becomes your entire personality. And for me, being in the age group I was in, um, that movie, ha- that uh, musical happened to be Phantom of the Opera, starring Fair. one Michael Crawford, um, an important part of my adolescence. So then you start to look into other things that he's done. Um, He did a a British comedy, which I've never been able to get my hands on, but I haven't tried, you know, in this new internet era, so I could probably find it now. Um, But he was in an old British comedy called Some Mothers Do Have Them, in which he was an idiot. Um, Yes. And then there was this one. And uh, my friend Sam from high school, he had actually, he was actually familiar with the movie. um, And so I had to watch it. And I, to to believe, like, because I'm pretty sure that Fan of the Opera came out in, like, 1985, 86, 87, somewhere in that, the wild switch, like, it's not a vast amount of time. And just, just right. the wild oh, yeah. switch, it just blows me away. Um, so that's how I came to Condor Man. Um, and it's just ridiculous. But that's how I got here. And here we are. Well... I mean, there are stranger ways, I'm sure, to come to Condor Man, but that's a pretty good one. Um, You know, you came to it by way of Michael (laughs) Crawford, which makes perfect sense. Um, I came to Condor Man uh, by way of you bringing it up uh, recently on Those Were the Days, another show that we work on together with a couple of our friends. I don't remember the conversation and how it came up in the first place. I don't remember how it came up in the first place either, but there's like eight different 
avenues it could have taken this is also on true. recent episodes and it could have just been hey here's this dumb thing and <laughs> you need to watch it i feel like it came about with something to do with oliver reed i feel like oliver reed was the like the catalyst it could to have. bring it up because somebody mentioned oliver reed and then maybe you had mentioned like because the things that people know Oliver Reed from are going to be Gladiator. They're going to be um, yeah. him as Bill Sykes. And I think you mentioned yep. this. And then I was like, wait, Oliver Reed did a movie called Condor Man from the early eight. I need to see this. And so finally you, you wore me down. And I, I think said, it Let's was do a it. dumber thing than that. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible. I think it was a dumber right? connection but, than that, but. <laughs> the conversations on that yeah. show go in a lot of different directions. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. They um, so Condor Man, for those who don't know, 1981 film uh, produced by Disney. This was during yep. their era where they were experimenting with some PG material. They weren't completely divorcing themselves from the family, like the completely wholesome G-rated stuff they were doing, but they were dipping their toes into some different stuff and a few live action yeah. things that weren't um, that were a little bit different. And it's based off of a book called The Game of X. Uh, that was a spy parody in the 60s. It was kind of written in like the heyday of sort of spy stuff. Yeah. And um, they so they took that, but then they they just like went way out there with it. And yeah, I'm telling you, th there is a there is something to this movie as a spy spoof that works better mm -hmm. than a lot of other spy spoofs I've seen. It's brave enough um, to ask, what if James Bond was just an idiot? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, we did um, we had a, a chorus trip to uh, Disney to perform, mm -hmm. which was about um, 20 minutes out of our six-day trip, which was great. So we went to Hollywood Studios one day, which is arguably one of the more boring parks, but they had like a like a vintage shop. And I actually bought an old Condor Man press kit wow. with all the stills and the press release and all of that. It's still somewhere, I'm sure. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. The impressive part about that is considering that this movie bombed like hard. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. What I found most. So the gist of the story, again, for those who haven't seen it, because sadly it's not on disney plus it's not it's available to rent no. or buy but it's not on any of the the uh -huh. uh, subscription streaming services anywhere um i watched it on which quite YouTube. frankly when i brought it up when i brought it up i was kind of surprised it was even available anywhere i kind of figured it, does... it would have just been lost in rights violations somewhere right doesn't it feel like the kind of movie that just sort of like nobody can find anymore like it's not on yeah. any service, but I guess yeah. there's no like, like the music is all original for it. So there's no music rights they have to get tied yeah. up in or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's not available anywhere, but basically Michael Crawford plays um, Woodrow Wilkins is a cartoonist. He's a comic book writer and drawer, mm -hmm. uh, but he's like a method writer, right? Uh, like he won't <laughs> write something that his kid, he, the, I think the line in the movie is, uh, I can't have Condor Man do anything that that you can't do in real life because there's kids reading my stuff. 
Yes. Kids reading my stuff all around the world. They trust me. Yeah. So he's in. That's really sweet. uh, it, it is because there's like a wholesomeness to him, but he's, he's this writer. He's coming yeah. up with this character. His best friend, Harry works for the CIA in Paris. So he's in Paris working on Condor man when Harry needs to recruit him to be a civilian, to drop off some papers to, a, to some Russians in Istanbul. Already it's we've like gone trains, well past. We've, we've already gone well past the realms of any sort of reality here within like that first sentence. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is very much a park your brain. Uh, don't think about it too much type of movie, but I'm fine with that. But uh, it's from 1981. We don't need, yeah. <laughs> we, can just, we have to let a few things go also that didn't age very well, but that's okay too. Yes. It's fine. Um, but like, <laughs> so, so Woody goes to Istanbul where he meets his contact, uh, a Russian woman named Natalia, who he immediately gets is smitten with. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, he is (laughs) now Woody being who he is, is all about being the spy. Like when Harry, I love when Harry goes to see him at the train platform and he's wearing his trench coat and his hat, sunglasses, (laughs) doing the Humphrey Bogart thing. And you can just see Harry gets there and he's just like, oh, this guy, (sighs) this was a mistake. I don't know how else I'm going to find someone, but this is a mistake. So when Woody gets to Istanbul, he's going hardcore in the spy thing, which again, a, a favorite moment of mine, it just made me laugh out loud, is when he walks into that restaurant and he's looking around and he takes a big drag off the cigarette, right? Because he's got to look cool and smoke. Yeah. Puffs the smoke <laughs> out and then tosses the cigarette just over his shoulder and it lands on that plate of rice or whatever the guy's carrying past. Yeah. It just perfectly lands in there. <laughs> I was like, what am I at that point? I'm only 10 minutes in and I'm like, what is that? I don't even know what's happening anymore. And, uh, but yeah, things happen. Um, there's a little action sequence. He gets away, but still gives the papers to Natalia. Now he's supposed to be a civilian, right? The Russian, the, the Russian contacts with the CIA wanted a civilian to drop it off, but he wants to be the spy. So he's calling himself a spy and starts going by the code name of Condor man. That was my favorite part. He's like Condor Man. The best is because she she trips him, right? Like that's how she gets his attention. She trips him. And she's like, I believe we have something we can give each other. <laughs> and he's just such an idiot. He's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a man. You're a woman. Yeah. And I was like, no, stop. Reel it I mean, in. But in his defense... A beautiful woman just tripped him. He's all flustered and, you know, it's not thinking straight. Um, But yeah, so he ends up, you know, doing, doing what he does and gives her the papers and leaves and goes back to Paris. She goes back and run, you know, sees her, I guess, boyfriend ish character, but it's um, Sergei. Yeah. Sergei Krokov played by Oliver Uh Reed, who Oliver Reed. All right. (laughs) Number one, Oliver Reed always a win the guy just always he's so good and dude never phoned it in did he like no this was this is a heart attack in this movie as i'm watching this i'm thinking i'm so reminded of michael kane in muppet christmas carol where yep. it's like michael kane understood the assignment of b ebenezer scrooge throughout yep. this movie regardless of the ridiculousness of having muppets all around you yeah and oliver reed was like i'm going hard at this 
and he did. He does not mm -hmm. smile once in the nope. whole movie. He is just this steely-eyed, intense Russian spy throughout the whole damn thing, and it is mwah, chef's kiss. It's just perfect. <laughs> it's so good. Because it, what it it's does is it allows... <laughs> it's completely unneeded. Like, he doesn't have to do that, right? He could be, like, a cartoon character of an over-the-top villain, but instead he plays it like he's doing James Bond or he's doing yeah. something really, really serious. And it's perfect yeah. because Michael Crawford, on the other hand, is just a complete goofball the whole time. Um, yeah. Who, at this stage in his life, Michael Crawford and um, Roger Daltrey of The Who could have probably passed as brothers they had that same moppy yeah. hair the same exact yeah. teeth like that's all i could think of the yeah. whole time i'm watching it but yeah oh but krakow krakow is so good and uh this movie is kind of a uh, loose plot tying together action set pieces so it's very much a james bond movie yeah um, i mean it really is with gadgets and everything yeah it's got the gadgets, it's got car chases, it's got all that. But, you know, you like um, one of the James Bond movies came out in 1981. I can't remember which one it was now. I think it's maybe Diamonds Are Forever. Um, it's a Roger Moore one. And it had a budget of somewhere around 28 million, I think is what I, I, I looked it up. I just can't remember which of the Roger Moores it was. For your eyes only. Okay, for your eyes only. So a Bond film comes out in 1981, Roger Moore, $28 million. This silly little Disney thing has a budget of like $14 million. Yeah. And it looks as good as some of those early Bond movies. I mean, it honestly does. Because like they the went action. places. Well, yeah. so that, that was one of the things I loved. You could tell. <laughs> you could absolutely tell. They went to Paris and shot there. They went to Italy. They went to Switzerland. Like they shot on locations wherever they could. It made me want to see what else Disney was doing at the time. <laughs> like, were you already <laughs> <Really>? there filming? <laughs> like, did we loosely tie this whole plot together based off of other films? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I love that. But but it, it had, uh, like, the look of everything was good. Like, the action was good. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, the sequences looked good. The special effects. Some of the blue screen stuff doesn't age that well, but nothing from yeah. the early 80s and 70s blue screen aged all that well, no. really. I mean, no. very I little think of it. was that bad. Again, this could pass, well, it's 1981. If you told me, yeah, this came out in 67, because this, this has mm -hmm. as good of effects as like Goldfinger. I mean, sure. they're not any better in that than they are in this. Um, so, you know, it, it works for me. But also like, so probably the best action sequence is the car chase in uh -huh. uh, in the Alps um, or just before the Alps. Yeah. Um, before the Alps in Yugoslavia. Yes, yeah. it's fantastic. Like, first of all, five black Porsches roll into town and that whole town just shuts down because they hear them coming. Shut down? That. So like, good. It, that's I, it's a great again. trope. Because, like, that's the yeah. trope of the bad guy coming into town, right? Like, in a Western. Yeah. And right. I love it. And so they are all they all go inside, and these cars come in, and it's the um, the one dude that has a uh, metal eye, which yeah, I can't imagine what the contact lens was like for that. 
back then. No. That had to have and been terrible. <laughs> the my he he's my favorite. So it's a French actor, first of all, for mm-hmm. no reason. And then um my favorite is it, it it's later, like we'll come back to the car chase, but like he's he's a sniper also, apparently. And mm-hmm. he's just in the snow, and all I can think of is how cold a stainless steel eye would be in oh. the cold, in that snow at the top of the Alps. Yeah. What oh. are we doing? The Matterhorn with a stainless steel eye. <laughs> Hard pass. Oh, but it was a good look. It was a very good look. It's Jean-Pierre Calfon. Uh-huh. It was a really uh, good look. Yeah. Is who played uh, Morovich, is the character's name. Um, he was the... The leader of the uh, oh man, I had it written down and uh, oh uh, Prog- yeah, uh, ah, damn, Russian word, possibly yeah. probably made up. I mean, most likely, right? Like we're pretty we're yeah. pretty certain that's that's something that was made up. Um, but he was great. They were great. the The car chase is awesome because it starts off with um woody and natalia they're on their way out because this is our second little action sequence uh and second gadget because so after his first mission he doesn't want to go on another mission uh they have to convince him to go on the second mission because natalia's code name is the bear and she wants to defect but she tells the cia she will only defect if they send condor man because she's convinced based on what she saw that he is really good at what he does and very smooth. Which he does the most, the fight in the bar when he meets Natalia is the most C-3PO nonsense you've ever seen. <laughs> like he just lucks his way through this entire fight. He's saved so... by a coffee machine. It's mm-hmm. not, he's not good at it. No, no, he's not. But in her eyes, he's like a super spy. So yeah. she tells the CIA that and the CIA, the the sound I played at the beginning of the episode is the CIA uh, guy Russ Harry's boss and Harry talking about who Condor Man is because Russ Russ is Russ literally left the CIA headquarters to go to some other meeting and told Russ just get any American uh, you know yeah just any civilian what am I supposed to, to do just do ask this. a tourist if they want to serve their country <laughs> yeah all right yeah you're getting it now and just right. drives away. Um, so they're trying to figure out who Condor Man is. So they have to convince Woody to do this, which is great because the first time around, he's like all about it. And now he doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, Meanwhile, he'll he do has it. made her into a character. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. She's now Laser Lady. Which, I mean, uh, Laser Lady's a little... It's 1981. I'll, I'll let it pass. It's 1981. It's fine. It's fine. He's an independent um, comic artist in 1981. Right. He's doing what he can. That's true. That's true. Fine. So, but but Harry does convince him. So he ends up going back. And when he gets her first um, in Yugoslavia, they uh, they meet in the middle of nowhere. He won't go unless he can uh, do it in his way, right? So he gives the CIA because the CIA is basically like, "All right, fine. You, we need you for this. This is the most important defection in history." Um, and you'll just have carte blanche. Like, we'll just, whatever you need. And he convinces them to make him gadgets, which again, another conceit of this movie, but I love it. I love the fact, I love the idea that the CIA is just like, whatever you need. What is, I think Russ says, like, get fabrication on it right away. Yeah. (laughs) So then we don't know, 
we don't know how long it takes between then and when he actually goes on the mission, but he goes to Yugoslavia, collects her. They're stopped by some Russian agents, one of which the Russian agent is Vernon Dobchev, is the actor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't recognize him while you were watching the movie, if you've seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, he has an amazing part in that very small part as the butler in the castle in Austria. The one that talks oh, about yeah, tapestries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you have any tapestries? He's yeah. the butler there. He is great. Uh, I've also, I've seen him in episodes of Highlander and Highlander the Raven, being the big Highlander fan I am. <laughs> I love him. So yeah. Vernon Dobchev. Yeah. But he, Woody gets out of that situation with a gadget, and it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life, which is, because he, he has the whole, uh, Condor Man doesn't use guns. It's against my code. I just have my <laughs> lucky cane, and then it's a machine gun. And it's let's be really real here. funny. It's, it's incredibly really funny. funny, but it's realistically, funny. he killed them all. With oh, yeah. Like, just, and himself, shot himself. Natalia, everyone. Everyone's dead. They all died. <laughs> but it's such a great moment because it just starts firing, and he's just firing in all directions <sighs> with this machine gun cane. <laughs> he winds up on the ground. <sighs> but they get out of that, so then they're driving along in their, like, truck camper thing. Their um, they're, they're Romani caravan. Yes, Yes, that's we'll their disguise. Yes, they use a different word, but again, 1981. Yeah, we don't use that word anymore. It's 1981. No. That's one of two things that we will forgive because 1981. Yeah. Um, but when they start getting chased by the black Porsches, um, he he hits a button and the seats in the truck drop down and then his <laughs> Condor mobile comes flying out of the truck and it is amazing. It's so good. It's so good. What I like about this is that his covert spy op, literally everything is yellow. It's all yellow and red. I just, like, like I understand that you have branding for your comic, but you couldn't have, like, you can't make up the cut. Like, you could just pretend. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you really you could. Have look like it. <sighs> it's just a name. You don't have to have feathers painted onto everything, which... You do actually. I mean, it's very, very good. But the Condor car was a modified Nova Sterling, um, which is a '70s kit car, and um, it's a it's a Volkswagen underneath. Yeah, yeah. It was just a kit car that they would take the body of the Volkswagen off, put this thing on. But it looks so cool. Like it's so just swoopy sports car thing, and it's got all the. He's hitting buttons at one point. Even says like, "Well, we'll just hit another button." on this little touchpad thing that I have, but it's got lasers that come out the back of it. And what I love is the first time he shoots. Oh God. Like imagine, imagine James Bond goes to Q and you know, that part Mm -hmm. where Q is inevitably showing him all of the things that his gadgets can do. We've skipped that part entirely. We know how none of it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Theoretically supposed to work on paper and we're going to trust the process. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty the much. The movie begins with him almost dying because he's testing out condor wings, which that he designed. Yes, um, and behind the scenes, Michael Crawford almost yeah. died <laughs> almost the first died. time. Yeah, because he he fell into the river and the the current because started. They put him. They dumped him in the Seine and then went. Oh, it's a little faster than we really thought. Uh. I like though I like the the part of the story for that where he where he was willing to do it again and the director was oh, like yeah. no <laughs> like no no we'll get a stunt man to do it um, 
but I also love like the stunt driving in this car chase is so good. Really good. Because the, this the is five also from the era of exploding cars, which oh boy, I, wasn't. my favorite. I love exploding cars and car chases. They're so good. Well, so number one, it's all, uh, it's like four Porsche 911s. And then I don't remember, I don't know what model the other one was, but it was definitely a Porsche. Yeah. Um, they're all black. They're driving in formation. Spoiler I love when, oh yeah. Oh, just huge wing spoilers. But I love <laughs> when the first, yeah. he gets the first laser gun out the back and they all split up perfectly uh -huh. timed and the lasers shoot right in between yep. them. So then, so then he hits a different button and it's lasers on either side and they go right back into a straight line, which mm -hmm. that those kind of road tricks are not easy to do at speed. Um, I did. So right. before yesterday, before watching the movie, for the first time I watched the trailer um, and one of those shots yep. is in the trailer, except that yep. in the trailer, they use the heat ray sound from war of the worlds. <laughs> and so I was expecting that during the movie and it didn't happen. And I was kind of bummed out no. just because it's such an There's iconic sound. There's so many sound. gunshot ricochets though. There There's are. a lot of ricochet gunshot that sounds there. and that's good. Mm -hmm. um, so when, when neither of the lasers work, eventually he he just says, "Well, let's uh, heat up the situation a little bit." And he has a flamethrower out of the back of the car, like you do. Obviously. So he lights some of the cars on fire, and then the like the car stunts of driving them off cliffs and the exploding cars. Mm -hmm. was really good, mm -hmm. really good. I loved good. so much of really that. Really good. Yep. I was I was all for that. Um, <laughs> Because they did it there, and then they did it again at the end, we'll talk about, too. Um, yeah. Because, again, this is just sort of set piece after set piece with a little story mixed in between, which really doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it's just there to get us to the next part. Um, yeah. But at the end of this car chase, so he explodes the four Porsche 911s. They all blow up, including my favorite part. And I think I might have even texted you when this happened. Um I know I, te I think I texted you about the car, but what I was in reference to yeah. was when he's driving down and the other car is coming up at him and she says, we need to stop. Yeah. Goes, stop. That's what they want. And then something comes up over the windshield and he turns the Condor mobile mm -hmm. into a ramp. And they drive one car over yep. it into the other one and both explode. I cackled. I cackled with So laughter. good. It so was amazing. <laughs> so after he blows it's the so four stupid. cars up, yeah, the last one chases him all the way down to a dock when he inflates uh, like pontoons on the side of the car and it turns into a hovercraft. As turns into a hydrofoil. Like it, yes, obviously. <laughs> and then just takes off. Um, and it cuts right to uh, Morovich going back to Krakow and mm -hmm. we get, we get all, so we just get Oliver Reed saying scenery, give me all of it. I must eat it all. I will chew all the yeah, scenery. Let me chew it. And it's, oh, I loved it. It's so good. Cause it's like, he's not even a spy. Nope. He writes comic books. What are you doing? We're the laughing stock of bad guys everywhere. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. And the, the intensity with which Oliver Reed, did his scenes it's just like oh, i loved every second of it and then the next scene we see him in after that is when he's figured out 
because now he knows that Woody is, you know, he's not a spy. He's an amateur. But the next scene, he's figured out that everything that's happening is just out of the Condor Man comics. So that kind of gives us a little bit of an idea of how much time was between him accepting the mission and it going because all of these comics were produced and distributed. Um, well, I think I, he pulled. So here's the thing, right? Because that's the thing is, I feel like some of them are older issues. Well, but... some of them are because they do mention like one of the other, another character or something. I think, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I like that little detail though. I like Krakow figuring that yeah. out, so that there's a reason for him to be able to just keep track of them and know where they're going at all times because he's got basically the playbook right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they track him to uh, the Alps. Uh, meanwhile, um, oh, when they're in Italy, that's where they go next. Sorry. After yeah. Yugoslavia, they yeah. end up in Italy. Uh, Woody it's and so Natalia. Weird. Woody and Natalia stay the night in a like barn or something, uh, but then get arrested sure. the next morning because that'll happen. So they get arrested. Yeah, that's true. Um, They're on so the they front page of the paper for murdering someone in Monte Carlo. Right. But then they get bailed out by Harry, who shows up in disguise. Great disguise. I loved when yeah, Harry shows like up with Clouseau his big pipe. Nonsense. Yeah. That and he's driving a wonderful, he's driving a little Fiat. And those cars that's are so quintessentially Italian and they're so great. Yeah. Um, so cute. Yes. Uh, so they go to take off in that and um, Morovich and his men show up again. So the, yeah. this was the scene where I was like, okay, because they, they, they take off, they start running. They're all handcuffed together, which is really funny. Um, when, when they get to Italy, though, before we get to this part, when we get to Italy, it is one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite lines in like all of movies because they land and, and, and Natalia's like, where are we? And he's like, I don't know, somewhere in Italy, I think, but it's fine. We're safe now. She's like, how can you say that? And he goes, well, it's logic. If we don't know where we are, <laughs> they can't know where we are either. And it's one I mean, of my favorite things ever. Unfortunately, not... it's incorrect, but. Yeah, it, it is incorrect, but <laughs> his logic is sound. Like from his perspective, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Oh yeah. And I do love, I did love yeah. that. Um, but as they're trying to get away on foot, they like every corner they go around, there's people and they eventually find this like wedding procession is coming down. So they just uh -huh. get in line with them and go into the church Great. and the wedding now. starts Let's happening. Go. Yeah. And Morovich and his men come into the, the chapel where the wedding is going on. They spot Woody mm -hmm. and Natalia. And so Natalia, thinking on her feet, protests the wedding. Because <laughs> she's an actual spy. Yes. Like she's an actual train spy. She knows what she's doing. Although at this point, she still thinks that Woody is a spy. She's still under the impression right. that he is totally good at what he does. Yes. But she's thinking on her feet. Yes. She protests but the she wedding. she knows what she's doing. Yes. Uh, and then this proceeds to... This man is to... already married. <laughs> ruin she... this man's life. Yes. She proceeds to ruin these people's lives in order to get away. But in the like most amazing way possible. Because... So good. And what, what, better, what better way to do it than to get two Italian families to start fighting with each other? Like, it's perfect. The nonies. The nonies. Oh, yes. 
just just going at it and there's like one of the one of the old men's got the italian hand movements going on as he's yelling at somebody else and they they just slip out the side and they take off and they head for uh the alps and they head for switzerland that's when krakow says no we know where they're going now i know exactly where they're going to be um and they end up at this little town this little like inn before they can cross the border Mm-hmm. And this is our this is our moment of like, um, in in a a different movie, this is where there would be like a rift, right, between yeah. Natalia and Woody, because yeah, they get there and all the kids are lo- staring at them as they walk into the inn, yeah. and they go inside and Woody immediately falls asleep because he's exhausted, yeah, as you would be. Harry goes to take a shower. And Natalia goes out on the balcony and sees all the kids still staring at her. So she's like, well, I got to figure out what this is about. Very children of the corn at this point. I'm getting a little creeped out. It's really creepy. Uh, But then she learns that she is Laser Lady in all their comic books. Uh And I have to give the movie a little bit of credit here also. They set up that his comics are world known at the beginning. Him mentioning that makes this scene, I think, work for me even better. Because... It'd be one thing if he's just a comic creator and we're kind of given this idea that he doesn't really do. No, he, his comics are all over the place in this world. So it's perfect. Um, So they don't go the route of making her like super upset about it. They just kind of hand wave it away. Like Harry talks to her because he comes down and finds her outside. and He's like, Oh, I was worried, you know, somebody took you or whatever. And she starts off upset. Like, well, who, who are you? Cause you know, obviously he's condor man. (laughs) I'm laser lady. Who are you? And he's like, all right, come on, let's go for a walk. And, <laughs> and then we just kind of fade out and fade back in and everything's hunky-dory again. He explained the whole situation. Yeah. And she, she understood, I guess. Um, sure. But I, I'm like, glad look, they did. He's just an idiot. I, we can't yeah. stop him. It's fine. Don't worry like, about it. It's, it. Pretty much, yeah. And honestly, the movie doesn't need any of that. Like that forced yeah. drama no. just doesn't yeah. need to be there. Uh, and again, this is a movie aimed at kids. So right. anything like that's just going to go over their head anyway for the target audience. And it's just going to feel like forced drama for the sake of yeah. drama. So forget about it. They're all happy again. Um, they're going to cross the Alps on a chairlift, like a gondola lift, but but not in a yep. gondola. They're going to do it just no. on, little on like rocket a stick, power. Which is like a very James, like that's a very James Bondy device. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. Um, another way you can tell this movie was aimed at kids is as they're riding those up the mountain, because Krakow and Morovich know where they're going to do this from reading the comics, they're yep. waiting for them at the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And you see Morovich with his sniper rifle, and he's told to shoot, and he doesn't shoot. No. no, no There's no. also a lot of diving out of... Like, not everybody dives out of an explosion when a vehicle (laughs) explodes, but there are enough people Mm -hmm. that you go, no, see, everybody's fine. It's fine. They're all fine. They're all good. Don't worry. It's fine. I will say, though, they, so more of it shoots the, uh, the rocket powered, like lift stick thing that they're riding on because it's Harry and Woody on the same one because Harry's afraid of heights and they shoot it. And they did have the shot of them falling, and it's obviously dummies. But at the same time, I was it's like, "So obviously dummies." It's very good. 
like it yeah it's dummies but also man you showed them fall like that's rough yeah because <laughs> they're going yeah. down hard and they end up perfectly uh like cartoon impressions in the snow in the snow which is another great part of that um and so yeah. Krakow takes uh natalia to set up that final um the the final scenes in monte carlo yeah. where uh woody and harry show up as the oil baron sheiks um it was 1981 yeah it's yeah, okay yeah mm -hmm. i was a little i was very cringy i was like oh god well okay so yes it's 1981 uh so the, there's a the little plot, bit of a the plot there, part but of it also it's the fact that they're dressed up like that they're not playing it's not like michael crawford is playing this character throughout the movie as that character no no this no, is no, him no, in disguise no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's still it's a little it's still a lot it's it, yeah it is but we're gonna hand wave it it's fine it would be it is such a james bond plot though oh very much so because very he takes very the much house so. like it's the it's the he goes to the casino he takes the house to get the attention of i mean it's straight out of oceans 11. this mm -hmm. is a plot point in oceans 11. they take the house until he is invited to the party yeah that is exactly what happens in oceans 11. pretty much yeah and then on right? top of that I mean, like it is some in the vault somewhere along the way harry was able to uh rig explosives all through um Krakow's all through the compound yeah compound i don't know how they were able to do that but they couldn't sure. they couldn't get to natalia to talk to her but they could get explosives in and plant them everywhere i feel like i feel like there were probably already explosives there and he just had to somebody else was trying to blow the place up prior and they just tapped in it's fine they, they just had to CIA, piggyback don't on even the, worry about it yeah it's they just fine. had to piggyback on yeah, the radio they couldn't just black bagger <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah they end up getting her and harry takes off to meet at the rendezvous point in a very nice rolls royce yeah um but which he tries you... in the wrong side first which is so good it's very good. He's like, Harry, um, <laughs> come on. Woody and Woody and Natalia um end up on the like balcony of this villa and there's nowhere for them to go. Sure. Until we realize that Woody What are we gonna do? Fly? <laughs> Why? Now that you yeah, mentioned Natalia, it. did you not see his bright yellow boots under his robe when you were running up <laughs> the stairs? Because they're not subtle. <laughs> they're so yellow. Oh god. And we get Chekhov's wingsuit. We saw the wingsuit that he was working on in the beginning. <laughs> he got the full version of it, except not only does he have the bright yellow boots and gloves, but he has an airbrushed mm -hmm. one, you know, uh -huh. unitard one piece jumpsuit uh -huh. airbrushed with feathers all over it. And the hat. Yes. And the goggles with the beak. <laughs> yes. Come on, like, man. He is oh, full on in so this condor sweet. man. And oh, so they fly to I safety. I want Natalia to be on his, like Natalia's on his back going, man, I don't know about this anymore. <laughs> I think I've made the wrong choice. I may uh, maybe not. Maybe re-education wouldn't have been so bad after all. <laughs> so they fly Ooh. away uh, under obvious blue screen. Um, 
which yeah. is fine. You can even, if you really look closely, you can see the wires on a couple of the wide yeah, shots. It's fine. That's fine. It's fine. I didn't it's care. Nice I didn't care at all. We didn't uh, look for get... that stuff back then. We just no. let it go. Yeah. Um, but they, they make it away, they land. And then Harry is there at the rendezvous, uh, after the car goes into the water, which was a bummer. Um, but they get on their condor jet boat and take off, which again, yeah. very good. Yeah. Very yellow, very red, but very good. So and, uh, that is when a bunch of black speedboats chase them and we get this, uh, uh -huh. another chase through, uh, it's the, the water place. here <laughs> and water. it kind of is except that in this he gets to use a laser gun on the back of the jet boat uh, to destroy all of the other boats all right. so why was he driving <laughs> if he was just gonna have to switch with Harry why was he driving just sit in the well, back you know they're gonna so follow you you know they're gonna follow you, or you wouldn't have put the gun back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, no, man. Although he does have the line of "I was worried I wouldn't," or "I was worried I wouldn't get to use I you," wouldn't get or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his laser gun destroying, and again, exploding boats. Every one of those boats. A lot blows of people up. jumping in the water. A lot of people. Yeah, every in the boat water. blows up, but a lot of people jump in the water. Um, and after they destroy all those boats, one more boat comes out and this one has Morovich and Krakow in it because they I guess ran down from the villa and got dressed on the way <laughs> they're very they quick to get flying them. an awful long time while they were waiting for that's true <laughs> yeah there was enough time get uh, and I love when so Condor man you know Woody and, and Harry and Natalia come around the bend or whatever and there's the helicopter they're waiting for them to hook them up and like lift them out of the water lift them and but Krakow and Morovich are coming straight at him and Krakow's like, stop, turn away, because he realizes yeah, they're not going to get him. But Morovich is just too in invested in it. So Krakow just jumps out of the boat and the other dude just gets deked and goes right into the rocks. Like, come on, dude, you saw that coming. They don't but lift them quickly. They don't. No, no. No, this is taking a long time, and they don't get them very high, but high enough that the speedboat just shoots right under them. And he was not going to fail again. No, but here again, here's where that it's family friendly. Is it's the kind of movie where the good guys get to point and laugh at the bad guy as he pounds his yeah. fist, we'll and it's like, really... "I'll get you next time." So, oh, and they uh, do they ever? I'll get you next. Like, oh boy. Uh, they oh. thought this was going to be a whole thing. This was totally <sighs> slated to be a big thing, and it bombed so hard. Oh, no. And that oh, bums no. me out a little bit, because I get it. Like, I understand why critics didn't like it. It's not a movie for critics. No, it's, it's not. It's not It doesn't good. pretend to be. <laughs> but no, it doesn't it's pretend to be. Good. It's fun as hell, though. Yes, this movie wears its heart on its sleeve. It's just like, here we are. When when you open your movie with a Pink Panther style opening of an animated Condor Man flying around Paris. Mm -hmm. And the he first thing... He winds up on the hood. Like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. I had completely forgotten about that because I probably haven't watched this in like a good decade. Mm -hmm. um, and I had completely forgotten about the animated opening. Oh. And like at one point, 
by the Arc de Triomphe and he winds up like plastered on the front of a van. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really good. It's it's so good. And you got Henry, uh, Henry Mancini um, music. Yeah. Uh, which I loved. I loved of the music course. throughout this. Like the the music was yeah. just, again, it's really fun. Good. And that's yeah. that's what this movie was, was fun. It didn't try. It didn't want to be serious. But the no. thing that works for me is the earnestness that they made it with. Like Michael Crawford is going going ham. But so is Oliver Reed. Yeah. He's just, instead yeah. of going over the top, he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the bad guy. And you cast Oliver Reed. Yeah. That's what you are expecting to get. And he delivered it. Right. Yeah. And like everybody, you know, even James Hampton as Harry understood the assignment. He's the, the, the silly side, you know, friend sidekick type character. But yet he's a yep. CIA guy. Like, and the movie just wears its heart on its sleeve. It's so much fun to watch. And I really think I would love to see this get like a, an actual HD release. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like this day and age, there are, there are enough people that would appreciate it. I don't, it's never going to be like yeah. gangbusters, but it's a cult. It's got cult classic no. written all over it because it is so silly and you can watch it and you can just have a good time. Like I was laughing so much throughout it for the ridiculousness of everything, the car, the garish it's so colors, it's so the good. airbrushed feathers all over his suit were amazing. Like all of it. And it's just, it just goes for it. And you, and you can tell that like Michael Crawford is not James Bond, but he's very no. much that Roger. He like, he is somebody who th Woody is a character who thinks he can be Roger Moore's James Bond and be smooth and yes. be like good at what he does. And yes. he's just not at all. He's not. No. And Michael Crawford just like does that perfectly. Barbara Carrera as Natalia went on to be a Bond girl two years later. Yeah. She was a Bond yeah. girl and never say never again. Uh -huh. Um, So she was, she was great. And it just, the look of everything too. I think that's what really sold it for me was you could have this kind of family friendly sort of action piece and you could have all this stuff, but then they went for those stunts and the exploding cars yeah. and all that. They didn't cheap out on that stuff. So it looked good when those cars blew up, when those boats were blowing up and all that kind of stuff, like they were big gasoline fireball explosions and yeah. it was great stunt work. And I loved every second of that. Um, Disney didn't, did because you said you got a press kit for it is that what what you bought yeah yeah so yeah, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's what it, like i'm pretty sure that's what it was so it had like the because back then right you didn't have digital press releases right so it had like the written like all of the written stuff and then stills yeah like five by seven stills or whatever eight by tens whatever um, they did some marketing because uh, Baskin Robbins actually had a tie-in flavor called Condor Man Crunch when this movie was coming out. Yet somehow we didn't get a toy line. And that, yeah. to me, is a crime. There should be a toy, you know, Condor Man car and Condor Man jet boat. Yeah. And a Condor yeah. Man with that freaking wingsuit because that thing was amazing. And people have made stuff. There's, I mean, there's... there's enough. Yeah, I mean, I think we could bring it back. Like, there's enough like small 
high oh, quality sure. toy companies now. Like surely we could get limited edition. The car God, alone. I would buy it. Oh. oh, the car so alone is just so amazing. I love like that kit yeah. car for that Nova Sterling just looks awesome. And then painting it up that way and having the big red condor on the hood of this yellow car and, you know, condor oh. wings along the side of it. Like it's just, Oh, fantastic. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, I mentioned the car. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, the music is, is great too. And it fits perfectly throughout the whole thing. It's yeah. got just that right. Cause Henry Mancini has got that right amount of like bondish, um, Pink Panther uh, type music, Pink Panther. Yep, that's another good, yep. good one uh, in there. So it's super, super fun. I did get some clips from it because there's some very clippable moments in this movie. So uh, we're gonna good do clips. All right. So setting up this first one. Um, if I didn't know going into it that this was a Disney movie, uh-huh. two minutes in would have given it away. Not even two minutes yeah. in. During the opening song would have given it away because of this sound. They played the goofy (laughs) ya ha 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 hoo and I love it. It was so good. Yep. And now I have one for my soundboard, um, which is great. With the French national anthem playing in the background, if you noticed. You know, like you do. Like you do. (laughs) Um, The opening shot is great where he's up on the Eiffel Tower. One thing I liked about that opening shot, though, is again, number one, they filmed in Paris, right? So it's yeah. not just a soundstage and then they, they really Paris did try to background. drown him in the sun. <laughs> but even that opening shot where he goes out, he grabs his walkie-talkie, he goes out and looks over the edge of the Eiffel Tower and it's that real long shot and then we get the full zoom in to Harry yeah. running over the bridge. It's all well, in it's one shot. Well, it's also cool because you see you see animated Woody land on the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And then we zoom yeah. in, and it's real Woody, and that that is very clever. I was that was clever. That. I loved the the shot of Harry coming over the bridge and just pushing in on that, and then you cut to him. He's got that gigantic late seventies, early eighties uh, type walkie talkie. The thing that you know that thing probably weighed four pounds, yeah. and then it had the Woody foot and a half up on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> right, it's got like the foot and a half rubber antenna waving on there um that was great uh but all of that was so good um and when everything fails and we just cut to them back at the whatever apartment or or whatnot and woody um woody's he just he can't figure out like i don't know why it didn't work it should have worked and i love harry handing him the cup of coffee and he says drink this and calm down i am calm i am calm (laughs) through gritted teeth yeah. Um, <sighs> again, Harry, I didn't give enough. Uh, I didn't talk enough about Harry. Harry's so good. Harry had this line um, that I just adored. Woody, you're a great cartoonist and you're a great comic book writer. But you're a lousy bird. You're a lousy bird. <laughs> My favorite thing is if you go through James Hampton's IMDb, the number of times that he plays a Harry slash Harold. <laughs> so many. It's so Was that many. his thing? Wow. It's just so many random Harrys. I mean, there's other ones too, because he was in just like literally everything. But yeah. there's an uncomfortable number of Harrys. That's great. But he, he's a lousy bird. 
Um, so last week, last episode of this show, I watched three days of the condor. So it may, uh-huh. it's, it's kind of makes sense to then watch a spoof of spy movies, um, in condor man and uh-huh. in condor man in the first few minutes we get not everybody at the agency is robert redford it's pretty good i liked it it's good it's within good a, within just a couple of years they're already mentioning that that's how that's how well established and well known three days of the condor was at that point already yeah. so yeah. i love that um let's see this one's called oh okay uh I mentioned a little bit of this earlier, but this is um, Woody or uh, not Woody, Harry and his boss when Harry goes to work <laughs> and then his boss just gets in the car and is like trying to leave as Harry, <laughs> Harry's got his head stuck in the window trying to talk to him still or no, it's right before he gets into the car and he says, civilians, what are the Ruskies worried about that? The Chinese will find out they got spies in Turkey. Exactly. Of course. I mean. Obviously. And you're just, talk, yeah, just talking about actually. this in the open, on the street. You know, who cares? It's um, fine. It's France. They don't speak English. Don't even worry about yeah, it. Fair. <laughs> Except everyone in this film speaks English. Well, they're all American. Just all the time. Yeah. Well, they're uh, all the little Italian kids. Oh, yeah, that's true. And the, the, the kids yeah. in the, the Alps, right at the Swiss border. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I did like this line. This is from uh, Woody. This is right after the whole fight in the bar restaurant um, when he first meets Natalia. Uh-huh. I'm sorry I had to get so violent. <laughs> it was the only language they understood. As he's just covered, he's covered in like whipped cream Food. and chocolate whipped from cream. the cake. The, the steamed With milk a nice from the stuck espresso in his machine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, kudos to him. He used that briefcase well. Really well. Like, really well. Mostly accidentally. Um, mostly, yes. But he still used it very well. Mostly. Yeah. He did dodge uh, the one punch and the guy got steamed to the face. That was great. And he just runs out covering his that face. Really and good. I love I love the shot where Natalia comes up. She sees that guy run out. And then we get in the background. We get Woody coming out from behind with that look of like, yeah. is he gone? And then as soon as he sees her... <laughs> He kind of straightens up and gets a little tougher again, which is so good. He's <laughs> such an idiot. He really is. <sighs> um, I mentioned this one earlier, but I did I did like it. Uh, this is the line about guns. This is when um, Vernon Dobchev, Reg, Vernon Dobchev's Russian agent, uh, has him at gunpoint, and he tells his uh, little lackey Boris to to uh, to take their weapons. You know, Condor Man does not carry a gun. <laughs> It is against my code. What? Guns scare me. <laughs> That's the best part. Uh, it's against my code. What? Guns, guns scare me. Scare me. The noise. Oh. And then immediately proceeds to uh, to fire. Just just it, obliterate the mountainside. <laughs> um, when they're driving along in the car later. Uh, uh-huh. As they're as they're doing their thing. What are we gonna do now? Well, we push another button. <laughs> yeah. That should have been what clued her in that this guy doesn't know. That should have been the clue. Like there were a couple of red flags before that, but yeah. you could kind of overlook them. But when he's just like, oh, "We push another button." Listen. 
and they show him we push can't. the same sequence of buttons they just showed him press. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the befuddlingly charming. It's just it's so disarming. There's nothing we can do. We're hopeless. It's that smile. I'm I'm telling it's you. It's real that good. It's that smile. He's got that charm. Yeah. Yeah. Um Prognovia. Prognoviach. Prognovia. That's what they were called. Yeah. Because uh I, I had to get Well send out the Prognoviach. That I'm gonna use somewhere. I've sure. got some I gotta use that do for it. something. It's too good. Yep. What are we yep. what are we gonna do? Well send out the Prognoviach. Could be a Great. made up word. I don't know. Don't or care. we'll press another Great. button. One of the two. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh there's also because Oliver Reed, that was him yelling. Here's yep. more Oliver Reed yelling. Escaped. Just that. Just that. That's so it. good though. That's all you, That's all you need. need. Um, and then one more Oliver Reed, because this was the one where I'm like, oh, he, he knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> it, is, it is so good. Uh -huh. Is this line. The best kept secrets of Woodrow Wilkins can be found by any small child for the price of a tiny coin. <laughs> so scary. Oh. Uh, it's. This goes Not back as... to this goes back to when we talked about on on those were the days talking about why you would get Boris Karloff for the Grinch. <laughs> you don't need to go this hard. Why are you doing this? You, you're right. You don't because like, but Oliver Reed, he's only slightly less scary here than when he was playing Bill Sykes, right? Yeah. Because like his yeah. Bill Sykes is frightening to this yeah. day, um, yeah. but he's like. A half a step below that here. Like Ollie, just that, this is that... for children. Can you not? <laughs> just that delivery of for the price of a tiny koi. I love that okay. so much. Great. Um, so and then oh, this I'm sorry, this is the last one. Um yeah. with Oliver Reed, which is Does the name Condor Man mean anything to you? All right, I lied. That was the other Condor Man. That, that was the other Condor Man. This was Condorman. Condorman. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just gonna be playing Oliver Reed sound clips forever now. Just forever. Let's just let's do it. That's all we need. Condorman. Escaped. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got Condorman, uh, aka Vulture of the Western World. So, Vulture of the Western World. Condor, you man. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to have way too much fun with those. Well, send out the yeah, you, you are <laughs> not responsible I, with the soundboard. I am going to be insufferable. I can't <sighs> help it. It's too good. This movie was way too much fun. I am Yay. mad. I am mad that it took me until the age of 42 to see this movie. Because yeah. quite honestly, this movie came out in 1981. I should yeah. have seen this by the age of five. Like I should have seen this movie in the mid eighties and it should right. have been something that would just like ran in a regular rotation in my house. Right. Because it's just so fun and it's, it is, it's PG, but it's basically G rated nearly like yeah. there's nothing. It's, it's such an, with a couple of, I mean, in of, 1981 of small... we were P we were PG and for the, I don't we have something we can give each other. Yeah, that's oh. true. Oh, I, but I, 
but the, this is the same year that uh, Clash of the Titans came out, and Clash of the Titans was PG, and it had naked people in it. So, like, PG oh, was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it was ranging. classical naked people. <laughs> I mean, true, but still. That's art. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm just... Like, that's, the only, that's the only negative I can say, really, is that I wish I had seen this movie when I was a kid, because it's just fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it is definitely one it's with, with a couple of minor exceptions, it's large, it's, it's an inoffensive movie. Like there's nothing, there's nothing anybody yeah. can really get upset at with this. There's one word that gets used a couple times. We don't use anymore, but again, it was 1981. We don't use so that word anymore. We don't use it now, yeah. um, but it's only said we twice, it's fine. maybe three times yep. and, and that's it. And then you could get a little annoyed with the the chic get up the the yeah the the get up that they had but because they are playing spies in disguise yeah like they are trying to be in disguise and unrecognizable it's Mm -hmm. still just a little bit cringy the thing is but it's fine but the thing about it is as a disguise goes oh it's that was really good right up until they started talking once they started yeah. to speak, you're like, well, okay, they're definitely not. Well, I mean, this is obviously a British man doing an American accent, doing an, a Middle Eastern accent. <laughs> this is, right. There's nothing. <laughs> None of this is correct. We filtered it through a couple of different accents here, but but like yeah. the look of it, I didn't realize, I did not think at all that it was Woody as that guy coming when he's coming out of the casino the first time. Yeah. When, when you like, first yeah, see him in the house. casino, you don't. Yeah. No idea. No, you have no idea. So. Because um, you know also, that you know that um, Krakow is going to Monte Carlo to meet with some Middle Eastern oil barons, right? So you go, yeah, well, exactly. Obviously, obviously um, that's just one of them. But like, the movie didn't have to go so hard with Oliver Reed, and it didn't have to go so hard with the stunt work and the special effects in terms of like the action sequences. But yep. it's what makes it work. It's oh, yeah, the, absolutely. It's all of that. That just makes this so much better than it has any right to be, and it's a shame it that has it bombed. No right to be so good. It's a shame that it bombed yeah. so hard. Again, I get it; it's not a movie for critics, but this should have. Even though I don't want necessarily to see a remake of this, there was, there's no. been talk of it here and there in the last twenty years. Yeah. Of like Disney might do that. I don't really want that. I kind of want this to live as it is because. It, it's sort of, okay, I can equate this to something like Inspector Gadget, where Inspector Gadget was a cartoon yep. that was made as making fun of spy stuff, right? It was a spoof yeah. on all your spy stories. And it worked so great in its time, but then when they tried to make the live action movie in the late 90s, mid to late 90s of Inspector yeah. Gadget, that didn't work because the charm of the cartoon was gone. I think if you because remake now, this- like, what are you- you spoofing the spy stuff from back then because that feels weird and outdated but spoofing the spy stuff from now feels less great like what you you know well because of the change i fall you're not what are you gonna do well and that's just (laughs) it right like the the spy movies because austin powers are different did the same thing that condor man did where it was spoofing these yeah. 60s spy movies, but it it was very much rooted in that time period. It was a period piece. Yeah. Yeah. Because. So 
if you remake Condor Man today, all it's going to do is be compared to the Austin Powers movies. Because right. anybody anybody who knows of Condor Man uh, will will not do that. But so many so few people do remember this movie or weren't alive right. then and haven't had access to it. So they're just going to equate it to that. And you're not going yeah. to win those people over. Like that's just no. It's that's an that's a impossible hill to climb. On um, and then you can't you can't spin it forward to current day because all the stuff currently is so much more gritty and realistic and yeah. it doesn't have the ridiculous nature that 60s spy stuff had. Right. Right. Which is great. Um, oh, I it's perfect. Love the ridiculous. I do too. So. Uh, and, and that's what makes this work so well. And I think why it doesn't need a remake, just let it live where it is. Let it be Condor man. Who are you going to like? Even if you were, who would you like? There's no one that could be as charmingly befuddling as Michael Crawford is in this movie. Like nobody <sighs> can. Well, okay. So if you, you made this in the, if you made this movie ten years, fifteen years after it came out, it would have been Hugh Grant, would have been playing Woody. Sure. Um, yeah. If you made, but it I don't think he would have done as well because he's less. He's less willing to be the fool, yes. <laughs> especially no, given his comments about about his recent work in Wonka. Oh boy, <laughs> he's had some words. Oh, oh my! Oh. Um, <sighs> I think if you made this in the late nineties, I could I could see he's not as befuddled, but I could see somebody like George Clooney playing that character. He just would have been. Jeez, less too smooth and handsome he's well too okay handsome but think about george clooney and old brother where art thou no i am i do regularly <laughs> because <laughs> no that's... he's he's just too no he's too he's too handsome but i i think of he's him as everett and yes he's very handsome but he can play that like he can do he can do that, like, I don't know what's going on here thing really, really well. Yes, he is very smooth, and he can play that, obviously. It's He's like, the only one who knows what's going on in that whole movie. Yeah. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I think that could work. I'm not sure. I don't know who would do it today. Like, I, I don't know that there's anybody that could no, really I don't do know that enough. today. I can't no. think of anybody off the top of my head. But uh, just Leave it. Leave it where it is. Let Condor Man be the yeah. unique thing that it Please is. Please put out the HD re-release. Yes, that, that I want. Because unfortunately, the version that I got to see on YouTube is a standard def, but it was also cropped four to three. And so there yeah. were absolutely shots I could tell the, the were supposed on, to be. The version on iTunes is also four to three. And that's annoying because it's not even a good version cropping it. There were shots yeah. where I could tell yeah. we were missing like the sides of the frame. And you know, yeah. cinematography it's like the, wise the VHS. Yeah. It's like I old have school it on pan DVD, and scan. I think. I'll have to go see. I'll have to pull it out and see what it is. And that's a bummer because there's some great uh landscape shots, some great vistas of the mountains yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like they again they, they went, went to all these places. Yeah. 
got to give them credit for doing that and for just going for yeah. it. it. This movie's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah. If you can, if you can secure, I, I guess the DVDs are like all out of print now and they're probably pretty expensive, but, uh, for a $4 rental on like YouTube or iTunes, or I think it's even on Amazon, um, Amazon, digital yeah. services. It's, it's fun to watch. If you have kids and you want to watch like a spy movie with your kids and you don't necessarily, maybe they're a little too young to watch some of the early James Bond stuff. They can watch this, right? Because it has yeah. the same feel of a lot of those without uh, the misogyny of the 60s James Bond. Yeah. 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 Uh, which I also liked. Because that was another thing I, I actually appreciated was Natalia is not just a damsel in distress. Like she gets him out of one situation. Completely. No, she's very competent. She has agency. Yeah. Like it's all the whole story is predicated on her wanting to defect from Krakow and Russia. So, right. Like right. that's really I, I liked that quite a bit. And again, as a, as spoofs go, yeah. you can tell whoever wrote this book that they based this movie on. And then, and then the screenwriters for this and people making this, they loved the material that they were, they were parodying. And yeah. that goes Absolutely. so far when you're doing that, when you're making a movie or doing a story like this, that is, you know, to, to take a, take a, a little bit out of and parody something. It should come from a place of like reverence for right of love. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. That's why, you know, Shaun and the Dead and, and all yep. of those are so good. Yeah. They Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, yep. like they love those movies that they're poking yep. fun at because they see the ridiculousness of them. Because that's what makes still... them good. Yeah. It really, really is. <laughs> it really is. Everything has and... to be art. Well, and not all art has to be, quote, art, right? It can just be. Silly. Right. Right. Like. There's still, there's still an art to all this. I mean, it's, oh, it's the, yeah. the glory of it, right? There's camp. There's a campy nature to this. And again, yeah. he, he jumps off the Eiffel Tower in a wingsuit that he made. It's bright yellow. Like pale yellow yeah. is not a color a lot of people wear. But he was willing no. to do it from the get-go. So amazing. I appreciate that. This is just a ton of fun. Amy, thank you. For making me watch this. Okay, well, I would not have known this existed. I'll probably choose something more elevated next time. But <laughs> <laughs> Look, they can't I'll go all back be to my Amelie. normal fare. They can't you know, the all last, be Amelie. The last time you were on, it was Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah. With you and Phil. And so yep. it's not oh, always yeah, going to be West. the rest of those movies. That's yeah, true. For yeah. sure. <laughs> But uh, but even if it's not high art, Condor Man, a lot of fun. If you can watch it, Yay. watch it. Get your kids to watch it. It's it's a it's a fun little romp. And freaking Oliver Reed, man, I'm I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. Just well, send out the Proknoviach. Just yeah. uh, do it, do it right now. Um, <laughs> so so you and I do another show uh, called Those Were the Days. We do. Uh, we've yes. taken, we've been off for the last couple of weeks, but we're going to be getting back to that. We cover classic television and our version of classic is basically 2000 and earlier. As long as yeah. the show started pre 2000, it's fair game for our show. Um, we've been doing that for over a year now, actually. Yep. Which is crazy. We sure to think have. Of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. We do that with our friends, uh, Steven and Audie. 
Um, so definitely uh-huh. check that out. You can check it out. Um, when we do record, it's Monday nights, uh, twitch.tv slash TV's Travis, or not TV's Travis, uh, Two Dorks TV. No, Two Dorks TV. Yeah. Um, or uh, go to uh, just search for Those Were the Days uh, in any of your podcatchers. You can find us there. You have another show, though, that you do uh, that is fantastic. And I do. What is that? Where can people find it? And what's going on with it? So I do a cozy horror fiction podcast called Ake Willow. We are currently between seasons um probably be coming back i want to say i i don't want to say dates well i'm gonna say spring that seems vague enough <laughs> we'll be back in <laughs> the spring for season i phew, seven eight i don't even know anymore we've been doing it for a hot second Let season me see. oh yeah we'll be back for season seven yeah mm. season seven in the spring um so there are six seasons and at least five special episodes that you can go listen to um, wherever you get your podcasts or com for that. A-C-H-E-W-I-L-L-O-W. And if you're not already listening to Aquilo, get on it because it is an amazing show. It's written by uh, our friend J.F. Dubow and The incomparable J.F. Dubow. Yes. And yeah, recorded, produced, edited promoted yes and it's it's fantastic it's cozy horror uh i never knew that that was a thing until i started listening to ake willow but it's it's perfect uh description of what ake willow i mean is. the conceit There's... is the conceit is that it jf is a horror writer i am a horror ninny so he wrote horror for me yes. is how this show started and um, it's it's so good so because it's very even if you're not, it's very approachable is what I like about it. Yeah. And it's a good, uh, it's also a, another one that is a good kind of gateway to get uh, younger folks into something like horror, to get them into the the themes and the ideas uh, that can be around stuff like that. And just yeah, we don't, supernatural we don't use things. any, we try to keep it, we try to keep it PG, PG 13. We don't use bad words um, on purpose so that if you do have younger listeners that are into scary things, but mm-hmm you know, there's not a lot of adulty content. I mean, I would put that in the same kinds of, uh, kind of lane or direction as stuff. Like we grew up with the scary stories to tell in the dark. And yeah, 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 exactly. You know, those um, kinds of things, goosebumps. goosebumps. Yeah. Stuff that's approachable, but still creepy, still got some creepy moments in it. And yeah, there's, there has yet to be in the six seasons that you two have done. There has yet to be a season where there ha- where there wasn't a moment that made my jaw drop. So that's impressive <laughs> to have that consistency. It's really really good. So definitely check that out. Thank now, you. if you like this show and you like listening to me talk about uh, movies, there are 248 other episodes of it. You can get um, <laughs> you can find that at tvstravis.com. Or anywhere you get your podcast as wait you haven't seen with a question mark um and uh, i do record it live sunday nights twitch.tv slash tv's travis so you can always come hang out live in the chat while we record it as well uh it comes out as a show on wednesdays anywhere you get your podcast including on youtube um as a podcast a video podcast as well so uh, a subscription there is how is great because i'm trying to grow that channel uh more um 2024 is coming. It's right around the corner, mere uh, as we record this, hours away. 
and uh, I have some yeah. some better uh, better ideas of stuff to add to that channel as well. So definitely a subscription there is helpful. Also, uh, there's a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash W-Y-H-S. For as little as $1 an episode, you can support this show and all of the silly stuff I do, like going to Dragon Con this year and doing a live version of the show at Dragon Con. Um, so that can help make stuff like that happen. Uh, or if you can't do that, just word of mouth and listening to the shows. I appreciate that so, so much. Um, next week is going to be a surprise because I don't know what it is yet, but, uh, we'll find out. And, uh, <laughs> as soon as I know, you all will know, uh, I'm all over all of the social medias as TV's Travis, whether it's blue sky threads, Twitter, uh, Twitch, any of those, um, Amy, where can you be found? If anyone wants to follow you, um, I can be found everywhere as Daniora, D-A-N-I-O-R-A. Or if you go to Daniora.com, you can get to all of my socials and projects from there now. It's, Excellent. It's a work in progress. So hey, but it's still there. Too harshly. But all the links are there. Excellent. Daniora.com and also TVstravis.com. Check both those sites out. That's where you can find more of what we do, uh, including the show that we do together with Stephen and Audie. Those are the days. So, Amy, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure having you here. Thank you. And, I uh, love coming on this show. Well, I love having you on the show. Um, and uh, like I said, next week is a uh, TBD. So keep an eye out uh, and ear out and find out what that is. But until then, remember to enjoy your movies and let's be excellent to each other in 2024. They're gone. We can move now. I may never move again. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>